Welcome on into the podcast. I'm Brett. I am Dorian. And this is our Thursday throwback, the Force Awakens edition. We are nearing the end of this Star Wars journey. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. First, let's talk about like our first impressions with the Force Awakens. Now, this was a huge deal. Oh, this big coming deal. Out. Yeah. We get a sequel series to the OG Star Wars. Yeah, about 30 years after uh, it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember your uh, first time seeing this? It wasn't too long ago, honestly. Well, I can even remember the first time I heard about the news this was going to happen. And uh, I remember it was like pretty much uh, right after Disney released Avengers. They were kind of mm-hmm. on like, you know, a high right there. And then they go and buy Star Wars for $4 billion. And they said, oh, yeah, by the way, episode seven is uh, happening and all that. And I just remember just like doing a double take. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then my first initial response was like, why? Like, I felt like, you know, Return of the Jedi did a good job of wrapping things up. I didn't necessarily feel like I wanted a sequel at that point. I, I thought like, okay, this has the potential just to like, make this or tarnish this movie or the legacy even more here because we yeah. just got done with the the prequels and obviously revenge of the sith is a good movie but like those first two movies are really really rough and they did mm-hmm. and even the and even the trilogy as a whole carries a lot of baggage with it yeah. but um but you know when uh episode seven came around like uh when we like you and I and a bunch of other friends of ours, mm-hmm. you know, we, w- we waited in line in the cold for this yep. movie in the middle of December in the Pacific yep. Northwest. Yep. And I gotta say watching this movie for the first time is probably the most invested I have ever been going to a movie theater since watching the dark Knight. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. I, yeah. I, I was just super invested. Just had like an emotional connection, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And uh, when I walked out of that theater, I was very optimistic with the way uh, or the direction that star Wars was going. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, I was excited to see more. And I was just, I was pretty much all my fears about this movie ruining uh, star Wars or like, you know, tarnishing star Wars even further was pretty much alleviated for me with this uh, movie. Yeah. I think I felt very similar way. Uh, I mean, I have, you know, totally have memories of showing up to line and meeting you there and a lot of people were dressed up and everyone was excited there was a lot of pandemonium going on as far as uh everyone was just excited to to see this movie and uh i felt like a kid again i mean oh um, same here yeah and so and i haven't i hadn't felt that with a movie in a long 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 time uh and so and i don't know if i will again you know like uh it's, it's gonna be hard to really uh bring that back i mean how how do you how do you get like something as big and nostalgic as star Wars, bring back the original cast, bring back like pretty much all the elements you loved about the original trilogy into one movie. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's really possible to really like create a nostalgia trip that big. No, I mean, there's definitely been glimmers of it. Like I remember like an end game when captain America wields Mjolnir. I was so stoked on that, but Definitely, sure. you know, it evoked the same emotion, but not for the whole movie, you know. No, not, not um, for the whole movie. Exactly. But, you know, so I felt like a kid again. I was on my edge of the seat the whole movie. Like, yeah, same, I was so man. excited. It was so engaging. Uh, and I, well, yeah, like you, I was very optimistic. I was like, this is dope. Like, this, I, w- I am. Star Wars is back. And Star it's Wars is for back. The yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, no. And also it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like kept you invested the whole time, you know, you, like, and just the amount of mystery that was surrounding this movie, because there was times where we just have talks about like, okay, who is this uh, Kylo Ren dude? Like, is that like Luke Skywalker? Because we're not seeing him in the trailers here, you know, or oh, yeah. there's a lot of theories getting thrown out there. And even a after. lot of speculation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, uh, did, did our thoughts change about this movie after the rewatch? I mean, I, I will definitely say the first, you know, after like the first couple of times I saw it in theaters, you know, the nostalgia glasses kind of came off a little bit and I'm kind and it didn't, it doesn't hold up as well per se. And even in this rewatch, like the nostalgia factors didn't, isn't as strong as that first couple of times that you see this movie, but it's still a very solid movie. It's very well paced. It's very well done. Um, and you know, I think, uh, I think like the, it's biggest strength and weakness is nostalgia mm-hmm. and, you know, and also I think one of the things that does kind of make this movie, you know, or, or one of the things that does cut against this movie's favor is the fact that the next two movies aren't nearly as good as this one. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so for me, uh, I don't think my my feelings changed. Like obviously, I didn't have the same nostalgia as when I first saw the movie. Sure. Um, but as far as re- uh, like the, all the rewatches I've had with this movie, because it's been quite a few, uh, I just I still think it's a great Star Wars movie, uh, and it, I think it's just enough nostalgia and action to make yeah. you know me a fan. Like that's kind of where and continue to make me a fan of this movie. Uh, now, like you said, the greatest weakness they have is nostalgia. The greatest uh thing they have going for them is nostalgia like it's a double-edged sword so it's really tough to find that balance i think they did a good job in this movie to really balance it Um, for the most part yeah i mean we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah i think i think you know if we're weighing the nostalgia on a scale in terms of like you know like if it worked for them and if it didn't work for them i think though the heavier side is where it did work for them totally um so yeah, I think that that's kind of. I mean, it's not really anything changed. I still thought it was a really good movie. It's very fast paced. So yeah. Uh, so what are some new things we noticed in the rewatch? Um, well, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot, but one thing I forgot to add in the notes is just how fun this movie is here. You know, yeah, it's, it's super fun. Like it's you know you like the prequels. I would not I would not argue are like considered like you know the fun movies per se in terms of like. Right. Uh, I think they're just very purpose driven. They're just trying to like, you know, get, get to point A to point B in certain, mm-hmm. certain aspects in terms of like writing and storytelling. But no, this movie is just fun. It like, yeah, totally. It, it knows when to like, you know, pick up the pace, but it also knows when to stop to smell the roses and, you know, just uh, mess around with a couple things, have a good time. But, yeah. um, uh, one of the things that, uh, kind of, I notice, um, you know, the part where, right after they uh, escape the TIE fighters and the Millennium Falcon when they're uh, fighting them on Jakku. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, yes. So, and you know, and you know how like they're kind of talking with each other. says like, you know, I've, I've never done that before. That's crazy. How, how did, how did either one of us, uh, either one of us like actually manage to pull that off? And you look back on that now, knowing that 
Finn is force sensitive. And that was essentially whether that was intentional or not, mm-hmm. uh, when they wrote it back then, but that was like pretty much like, Oh, that was him being force sensitive, being able to like, you know, uh, shoot the tie fighters down as well as he did. And her being able to pilot the Falcon as well as she did. Totally. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, and I think that uh, for me, it was the Ray Finn relationship was a little bit more at the forefront. It seemed like in my rewatch, um, it was way more of a focal point than I remember. At least, like I remember them obviously, like the whole hand holding thing, like yeah. don't hold my hand, like, and that obviously is establishing something else entirely. But sure. um, you know, uh, but yeah, I think that I think the force sensitivity thing definitely makes a lot more sense. Um. Yeah, and I think the the humor was way more out, out, out there too. Like as far as on the forefront, like so many little scenes that you're not used to seeing in Star Wars that were legitimately like witty and funny. Yeah, like the first scene where uh, with Kylo uh, Ren and Poe. Oh, damn right. Yeah. yeah, I have that on notes later, but I mean, we could talk about it now. Just like, so am I supposed to talk? Are you supposed to talk? You know th- that whole exchange. It's like you don't do that to a Sith Lord in Star Wars. No, you, you know, don't. like, like but Poe didn't it, give a crap. He does not care. He's just like, I'm yeah. Poe Dameron. Like, this is who I am. Well, so. it's also kind of, it's also kind of like, uh, just like the, the social awkward situation here where it's just totally. like, you know, where you're just like, you know, okay, well, I mean, I guess I got to talk to you now. How does this work? I've never been captured before. So how about it? You know? Yeah. And so. No, I think that that was really cool that they brought that element in. Yeah, def- definitely a, a kind of meta moment here for sure. Yeah. You know, just like when he's talking about like, you know, it's kind of hard to understand you with the mask and all right, that. Type yeah. Of thing. yeah. So, but no, I thought all that was good. Um, so how about you take the next section? Sure. So, I mean, obviously uh, in this movie, you know, we are in- introduced to like a new three or big three basically. You know, which is Ray, Finn, and Poe. And then we also get a new major villain in the form of Kylo Ren here. Yeah. So starting off just kind of like, you know, how we felt about the characters and like just, you know, a little bit of thoughts and dissection of them. Uh, let's start off with Ray. Okay. So wh- wh- what, are you, what, are you, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thought is she's okay. Um, okay. And what I mean by that is like, I'm not the biggest Ray fan in the world. Like, I think she's fine. Like she does, you know, I, I think it's great that, um, you know, her character does, is this kind of like there? Like it, it's, there's nothing. I mean, obviously she uses the force as far as the personality of Ray. Like she seems more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, there's nothing special about her that makes me like go like, Oh, I really can identify. And, and I like Ray. Sure. Um, I don't identify with her that much, but, um, and she seems like she's kind of like this kid who gets thrown into something a lot bigger and she's kind of along this roller coaster, uh, you know, ride basically. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of my thoughts of her in this movie, like a kind yeah. of a wide eyed, uh, kid basically, if that makes yeah. sense. And honestly, probably echoes a lot of what the audience is like, uh, yeah, just kind of that age range and that, uh, and that type of mentality. And yeah, totally. On. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, uh, in this movie, I think this is where I liked Ray the best out of all the sequel trilogy movies. I think just because, you know, 
she's kind of an amalgamation of like the big three characters from the original trilogy. You know, he kind of has the same type of background and role and kind of mentality that Luke had in a new hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's mechanically savvy like Han and she can also handle herself and has a little bit of an attitude uh, like Leia does. Yeah. Uh, And I think uh, also just the fact that, you know, when this move, like just, or just, you know, looking at this movie just as standalone without like any knowledge of like, you know, the sequels or like how things went down in the sequels. I think, you know, it's, they make it a very interesting, uh, they, they make her compelling enough just because she does have that level of mystery around her. And you also kind of wonder, okay, where is this character art going? Is it going to be going, you know, like it has potential to go to like a lot of interesting places. And ultimately I don't feel like it went really super far and or deviated like a whole lot compared to like how she started out in this movie other than the right. fact that she becomes a Jedi here. But, yeah, yeah. More powerful. Yeah. But her, yeah, yeah her, she kind of just seems the same, honestly, the she's not, part, she yeah. doesn't have like a huge change as far as what she believes in her personality in general. Yeah. Not, not a big character shift really. And no, all that much. Yeah. So, but uh, next up on our list, uh, we have FN2187, also known as Finn. Yep. So, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Finn here? Uh, I like Finn a lot in this movie. Um, I, liked, I like the idea of Finn, I should say that. I like okay. that they kind of came up with the idea that, uh, you know, there's going to be this new stormtrooper and he's going to basically defect. Like, he can't do what he's been told to do. Yeah. Uh, he sees kind of the harshness of the Republic uh, and is like, you know what? This is not for me. I'm not going to execute these people. Yeah. Uh, I signed up to be, you know, to be basically a soldier. I did not sign up to be like uh, just a, a monster, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he didn't really sign that, up because he got yeah, stolen. No, he, he didn't sign up at <laughs> all. But I mean, but he definitely saw like uh, just what the First Order was about here in terms yeah. of like, you know, On okay. It, not i'm not on like a good side i'm not on a moral side and i can't really live with myself if i continue down with this path here so yeah yeah and so um yeah i like i like finn's arc in this a lot i think it's uh uh really similar uh to han solo and the fact that he's the reluctant hero but in a different way like right like han is reluctant in the way that he's like oh i want to make money and i you know i'm a smuggler Finn's he has like, more, I need to protect myself. I want to get the heck out of here. Right. I mean, like, yeah, the, the main difference is, is like Han is more or less acting in like selfish interest in terms of like, okay, I'm going to do this because it benefits me in terms of like monetary right. value here. Whereas Finn is like, Finn's a coward. Uh, basically he, he's he, afraid. He's a coward. He's basically running for his life essentially. Yeah. And he just, which dude, I would, I would understand that in that situation. No, no I mean, honestly, like I'd, I, I'm not really trying to throw shade at Finn here. I mean, it's definitely understandable because it's like, okay, yeah, if you if you were the property of this, uh, you know, galactic army here or this this army in general, and you weren't down with how they were doing things, and you needed to get out of there, it's like, yeah, I mean, no, I I understand trying to defect, and you know, your first instinct is to run. And I really liked how they. Uh, they had that be his first instinct and he didn't just come up with like some big moral, uh, 
code or understanding like right as he defected say okay i'm gonna work for the republic now here's like no he had just kind of like just like the initial and uh just like natural reaction that i think anybody would have if they were in that situation it's like okay first thing i need to do is i need to get the heck out of here Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah but i think uh i think you know Finn in this uh, movie, I think this is his best story arc. And matter of fact, I think this is really as far as they really developed Finn's yeah. story arc in any of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, because you look at Last Jedi, you look at Rise of Skywalker, you can kind of tell they were just struggling to figure out what to do with him here just because yeah. pretty much like the meat and potatoes of his arc is in this movie. And honestly, I think they probably should have just killed him off in this movie as as a way to maybe like motivate Ray or something like that, or as you know, some of, of some sort, because he just really doesn't have anything he can do. He really does of any significance or any agency in the next movie. Well, any- I think they couldn't kill anyone else in this movie because Han dies. Right. Uh, so it'd be overshadowed by that, but no, I kind of agree with you in, uh, I don't think they should have killed him off, but I definitely think that uh, Ryan Johnson handled his character extremely poor. Now, yeah. I think J.J. Abrams honestly should have been the director for the entire trilogy. Um, I mean, at this rate, it probably would have been a better idea. I mean, yeah. There didn't seem but, to be a whole lot of like cooperation or collaboration even from the director's standpoint. No, um, no. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Finn doesn't really care about the Stormtroopers, his ex-comrades at all, because he's just blowing them to pieces when he's trying to steal the TIE fighter with Poe Dameron. And yeah, so... No. Uh, oh, no, he, he, he's a liar he too. Loyal. He lies to Ray. He lies to everyone about being in the resistance. And uh, so in that sense, he's kind of like Han too, where he's just like, oh, I'm going to lie to kind of get to where I need, but maybe, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I really like the, I love Finn's arc in this movie. I, I am so after watching it, I'm really not, I guess uh, not heartbroken, but just like, I really feel bad for John Boyega and, uh, and just a character of Finn of where he goes after this because it's nowhere basically. Yeah. No, I mean, it's no, it really is like, you know, he really got shafted in the next two movies in terms of like, you know, his role and like what he was able to do with that. But yeah, it was, a uh, yeah, no, it was really, it was a really big shame. And, you know, Finn is a character that they really seem like, okay, we have this awesome idea of having, you know, this uh, stormtrooper defect, blah, blah, blah. And you have that whole thing played out, but they really didn't think about like, okay, what comes after this here? You know, they really right. just, they really just like, well, okay, I guess he'll just, we'll just give him something to do to make himself feel like important. But technically, you know, nothing really goes forward on that front here, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of ways they probably could have handled it. Like, and we could probably talk about that and like, our next couple of videos about Finn, but just, yeah, they could have gone a lot of routes with it. I mean, we weren't the writers, so I guess we can't really yeah, say, can't. but yeah, no, for sure. So next up on the list, uh, I think it's probably yours and my favorite character out of this movie is Poe Dameron. Yep. Yeah. He's my favorite character in this movie. Uh, honestly, it was a shame. He wasn't in it more. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it kind of speaks to like how well, like, he is in this movie or how well he performs in this movie just because he only has like, he, he has a limited amount of screen time, but it's very impactful here. You know, yeah, he's in like three pretty pivotal parts of the movie, the beginning, mm-hmm. the middle and the end. Uh, yeah. 
And so, yeah, he's just a bad mamma jamma pilot and he kind of knows it. And, uh, I mean, (laughs) if you watch that scene where he's flying around in the sky, like when when they're at Maz's place. Yeah. And he, yeah, dude, no, he's literally killing everyone. Like he's no, destroying no, he's, every pilot. No, he's getting his kill streak on, man. I mean, yeah. he's like, yeah, he's next no. level when it comes to his ability to pilot. And you know, obviously, later on, we find out he comes from a force sensitive family, and so that helps him. You know, <laughs> being yeah. force sensitive well, I mean, helps. Well, even like in, uh, even like when they're, uh, you know, attacking Starkiller Base here, like and doing like the final blow, where he's like, he literally flies into like a uh crevice that's like almost a, like almost the same width as his uh yeah his as X-wing. a ship yeah Ma- manages to fly in there not crash into any of the walls and yeah. flies out and he's just like yeah, yeah i did what it I do. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i no i really like poe in this movie i think i mean he is the introduction to this new trilogy just because he is like the first main character that we see in the first uh scene and, mm-hmm. you know, I think he nails it as being like, you know, an introduction point. You know, he has that witty banter with uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, and I'm really glad they did not kill him off because initially they were planning on doing that. Yeah. But uh, but no, I think this movie is where he shines the most. And like you said, I wish he was in this movie, you know, more than he is. But, you know, you can't have too much of a good thing, I suppose. Right. Yeah. So uh, next up on the list is Kylo Ren. Yeah, uh, for me, I actually enjoy him as a villain. Um, I think they gave him a good balance of kind of that uh, menacing, scary, but also humanistic villain uh, persona. Uh, He's conflicted villain, which is a change for once, other than Return of the Jedi, basically. That's the only time we ever see like a conflicted villain. villain. Um, I mean, you could argue Anakin in episode three, but not really once he turns evil. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think his temper tantrums are hilarious. Yeah. Um, like I think they're meant to be comedy and, you know, kind of just oh, no, show like, like oh, how, yeah. how edge on edge Kylo is as a, as a character. Yeah. Um, he's very unstable when it comes to his emotions, good and yeah. bad. And so well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess I kind of forgot to put this in, um, in, uh, you know, what we, uh, you know, uh, saw during this rewatch that kind of stood out to us like uh, uh in terms of something new but uh when he whenever he has like his uh temper tantrums yeah it, it always has to do with essentially luke skywalker and that's yeah or ray see, yeah well well it's like you know you see that consistently i think like even through throughout the trilogy here you know because like uh especially in last jedi like he starts losing it whenever it comes whenever it becomes like a situation about Luke or something right. like that. Which would so. make sense if like you had a really traumatic experience when you're growing up yeah. and that one person that caused that, you're like, okay, I hate you. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, the thing is, is like, you know, it's a really, I mean, JJ, I, I listened to like the, the behind the scenes and like, you know, <clears throat> JJ Abrams kind of talking about like, the idea and design behind Kylo Ren and basically uh, his mentality going into it is like, you're never going to make a better star Wars villain than Darth Vader. So I'm not going to no, try to yeah. like make another cool, bad guy, bad mama Jamba villain here. I'm going to, you know, uh, kind of play around with it. And no, it's, 
it's it's a really cool idea i mean especially like in this movie he starts out really super cool you know he's got like a cool design he's stopping lasers like in thin like in yeah, the middle of the air force, and uh, stuff. force freeze yeah yeah exactly super cool yeah and then like as the movie progresses on you kind of see more and more that that's really just a facade that he's just trying yep. to live up to a legacy of his grandfather and mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely see him like uh, channeling some uh, Hayden Christian and energy in like uh, those like tan- temper tantrum scenes, and like you know when he's you know taking off his mask and all that. Yeah. And I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, you go. Oh, ahead. I was just gonna say like I like how you know we have the temper tantrums, but they're always accompanied by something funny. Yeah. Like uh, the first temper tantrum is when uh, he's talking to like I think one of his generals or something, and. Yeah, he uh, he's like, what a girl, and then he's like, yeah, and then he just loses it basically, and and yeah. he's like, uh, and like the expressions on the general's face were hilarious when yeah. he was going to town, and then the other time is uh, he's losing it, and those stormtroopers are coming around the corner, and then they just literally just as they're hearing it, they turn around and walk the other way. Yeah, it's uh, like just oh, subtle oh, humor oh. like that was so good. Yeah, it's just like, oh, our boss is having a bad day again. Let's uh, let's let's steer clear. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I and so I mean, I get why they didn't, you know, uh, make him just like kind of like a uh, a new generation Darth Vader per se in terms of in terms of like you know how he was like in the you know original trilogy. Um, I just think that he did end up being a little too soft, especially in this movie. He's like the softest he's ever been, like in terms of like just uh. In terms of just being like, you know, uh, just looking like, I don't know, maybe I'm just too used to like Kylo just uh, with a scar in like the other movies or like just looking more, you know, uh, evil or menacing, I guess. And, you know, Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think one of the things that really kind of disappoints me about like the the next two movies is like how they uh, decided to go with the redemption storyline with Kylo Ren, just because I felt like this movie was really setting him up for not going that route, especially, you know, where, you know, you have that line from Snoke talking about how he has, this is a test for you. And I don't know if you, you will pass. And then once as he, you know, kills his dad, that was like, you know, how I interpreted that the first time is like, okay, this is the last straw. This is where he's too far gone to really actually come back. And yeah. then, and then, you know, you have Snoke saying, okay, it's time to complete his training. Now that you have gotten to this point, you are now able to, you know, become the evil person that you have had the potential to become basically. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that quite yet. Um, just because I, I mean, I only saw, I saw, uh, uh, last Jedi twice, I think. And so I think, I think rewatching all of them, especially in, in a closer, um, uh, bunching basically that I I think that that's just going to help me kind of solidify what I think about the whole redemption arc. Cause I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, apparently, according to like the uh, the duel of the fate script here, uh, he wasn't initially supposed to be redeemed, which I think would have been a more interesting route, just because we haven't really seen 
that type of story arc from like you right. know a main uh you know skywalker character or whatnot yeah i think they're they took the, the safe approach for sure yeah no i think you're right but continuing on our uh you know our character uh analysis we really have like one old or original trilogy character we're really going to be going over just because yeah. <laughs> of screen time and it has the biggest impact in this movie and that's got to be Han yeah, or I'm Han. Han Solo Han Solo still yeah. don't know still don't know yeah um yeah and i mean yeah like you said the reason being we're not talking about Luke or Leia is cuz they're like either not in the movie really i don't really consider Luke to be in this movie um yeah. or leia has very minimal impact on the story arc and she doesn't have that much dialogue so um so han for me uh love that he was such a huge part of the story and 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 rather than like a cameo right which um, i mean essentially that's what luke and i mean and luke leia, and yeah. maybe maybe you could argue leia was essentially i mean leia's you know, pretty much a cameo like it's not like she has different parts where they were like I mean, I guess a little bit bigger than a cameo. She just has a small part in this movie, but yeah, I, Luke's I 100% say like, cameo. I would say like whatever the next level up from cameo, uh, that's probably where, that's the territory Leia's hanging out, right? Yeah. For this movie. Just I one mean, Luke, tier up. Yeah, no, Luke is just straight up cameo. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is old school Han in action and I love it. It kind of yeah. has regressed. Uh, back to his scoundrel life, he's running a, a frigate freighter thing that he's like, you know, uh, transporting exotic creatures, it looks like, yeah. uh, and doing deals with shady people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get way more emotion out of him than previous movies. Yeah, we uh, do. Yeah. Just because of, you know, the confliction of with stuff with his son and kind of where yeah. he's at in his relationship with Leia and how that hasn't obviously gone well the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh what I do like is the entrance of teeing him up was amazing. Like oh, Han and Chewie like, entrance is so dope. Oh, I that I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, no, that made people tear up, man. I mean, it's just like they got the Falcon back. Yep. Um, like one of the, so something I, I wrote in here was the guy on the freighter calls him Han, uh, yeah. and Ray does too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now when you're saying now when you're saying the guy on the freighter, you're talking about like the guy who's uh, head of. Uh, that one gang, right? The, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Scottish so sounding guy, yeah. Totally, yeah. Yeah, because he he jumps between because he he starts off calling him Han, and then by the end of it, he calls him Han. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. Oh well, but yeah, no. Um, no, this is a better Han that uh, solo that we got than we did in Return of the Jedi. I think you know, yeah. I think it it really is like a really good take on him. Just, you know, you know, things with uh, Leia and his son just didn't work out. So he went back to doing what he knew and yeah, as uh, many people would. Yeah. I mean, and this is, this is a great, uh, great story arc for, uh, for Han. I mean, he's just great in this movie. And, you know, I think this is really a great way to kind of complete his story arc that he's had uh, throughout the movies, just because you start him when you first meet him, he's selfish. He, you know, just does things for, uh, you know, for money basically, or whatever, you know, benefits him the most here. Mm-hmm. And you fast forward all the way to this movie and he's literally sacrificing himself in effort to try to save his son. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, it's a complete 180. And like, you know, from him, like being like, you know, the selfish scoundrel that we meet in the new hope to now to he's like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to die for, you know, in, in order to like, you know, save somebody's soul basically. Mm -hmm. But now Han is the new Obi-Wan. He is basically uh, teaching the new generation of uh, Star Wars characters about what, what came before the force and, you know, and ends up dying in the first movie of the new trilogy here. Yeah. You know? Yep. Totally. Uh, and I really like Han and uh, Leia's relationship because, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, you know, growing up, uh, like uh, after like, you know, watching the original movies, you kind of always think just like in the back of your mind, like, okay, you know, I guess, Han and Leia just lived happily ever after and had kids and stuff like that. And even like in the extended, uh, you know, the extended universe stuff, like, uh, with, uh, what, what were the solo kids names? Like Jaden and, uh, Jada and Jason. Yeah. Jada and Jason solo and all that. You're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of played out, you know, how, you know, typical happy ending stuff kind of played out for the most part here. But, um, in uh, this movie, you kind of see more of like how their relationship was like an empire, how they were kind of bickering with each other. And they're, they were always having like, you know, kind of like Jaina, an, sorry, not Jada. I don't know. What I oh, okay. Jada. But, but they have like, uh, but they have like those issues kind of like how, uh, how like, you know, they love each other, but they kind of, but they kind of drive each other nuts at the same time. Yeah. Kind of pretty much the same dynamic you got from empire. And I actually really like that that approach to it just because I thought, okay, yeah, that actually does make more sense that they would bicker and they would, you know, have, have issues with, uh, in their marriage and all that. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're like a normal couple almost. <laughs> no, exactly. No prince and princess yeah, that live happily ever after. So. Exactly. I mean, it does make sense for him to die in this movie. And even yeah. just from like, a, you know, from like outside of a storytelling perspective here, it's like, you know, Harrison Ford probably was able to come back for like one major role in this movie. That's probably all he would agree to here. Mm -hmm. And even though he does come back in rise of Skywalker, that's a cameo. I mean, if we're yeah. counting down the brass tax, but no, it makes sense for him to die. But I mean, the other movies definitely suffer from a lack of Han, you know? I think, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, R last Jedi and rise of Skywalker would have been better movies if he was, you know, still in it but mm -hmm. i think so too honestly yeah yeah um cool let's talk about what we liked in this movie yeah so uh going over things that i liked um i think this movie uh obviously nostalgia is like what it has going for it the most and it really has a good setup it brings a lot of potential and sets up a good foundation for for the later movies even though you know it's a debate of whether or not they actually, you know, capitalize on that. I don't think they did. I think they, I think they kind of botched it, but just looking at this movie, I think this is like probably like one of the best setup movies that you can get for like a franchise as big as star Wars. Yeah. And, uh, the humor isn't half bad. I mean, you know, you got like, uh, the relate, you know, the moments like with, uh, BB eight and, uh, and Finn, uh, you know, where they're kind of like, uh, talking about like, you know, keeping up the lie that, you know, uh, Finn is a resistance, uh, resistance fighter and all that. And then, 
you know, and just like other little uh, moments, I think are actually, you know, they're, they're actually funny. They're not like, you know, really forced here. Right. But, um, I think the thing, uh, that I appreciate the most out of this movie is just, they captured the feel of like the OG movies with this, with this one. Like Mm -hmm. we're talking like original trilogy, you know, you get practical effects, you get like, you know, a lot of callbacks, nostalgia. It's a, uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, it makes you feel like a kid again. And, you know, I, I just, I have a lot of appreciation for that movie. And even though like, yes, they did, uh, reuse a lot of plot devices and all that from like, uh, you know, the previous movies, especially a new hope. It's still, it's still, I think a feat to like really capture the feel that, uh, the original star Wars movie. Oh yeah. Uh, produced here. yeah. And, no, I think uh, the the main cast, like you know, uh, Ray, Finn, and Poe, like the the main three that we follow throughout the trilogy. I think they are the best that they have been in this uh, trilogy. They have good chemistry with each other. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing I noticed uh, on this rewatch of this movie, there are like a lot of really good shots in this movie, like where you get mm-hmm. like these big, wide shots where it's just very spread out, and you see like you know just how big like some of these areas are or like just the scope of them. Yeah. Like Jakku with the suns and all that stuff. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Jakku with the suns, but even like, uh, even like, you know, like, you know, kind of like blink or you miss it shots. Like when like Ray's coming out of the star destroyer and like, you just see it like in the sand or like, you know, when she's on the speed, yeah, totally. uh, The X crashed X wings and star destroyers. And, uh, or even like when, uh, you know, Han Solo and Kylo Ren on the bridge, you get like that one shot that's like really zoomed out that you just kind of see like the kind of like the last bit of sunlight coming into the, into the hangar. And then, you know, you also see kind of like the dark red kind of contrasting, kind of contrasting the the light here. And it's like a really cool shot. And it's also pretty, pretty symbolic too here. Totally. I think JJ just does a great job. He's really artistic in that way. So no, he um, definitely is. And, uh, probably like the part, uh, when I first saw this movie, the part that made me flip out the most was the millennium Falcon. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I lost it. Like I love I the, the setup for it is hilarious. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like when, they were first going, uh, the setup that they were doing about it. Yeah. Like I, that didn't register in my head that, Oh, they're talking about the millennium Falcon, like right then and there. Oh no, I don't, I don't think a lot of people were thinking that. Right. Because I was too caught up in, uh, you know, just what was happening. Like right then and there, they were like, you know, running from, uh, the star destroyers. They're trying to make it to that ship. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I guess the garbage will do here. And then it, it's the Falcon. And I just, yeah, no, I lost it. I, like yeah, that, it. I think that's a great part. I think that's one of the highlights of the movie is just like, he's like, how about that one? He's like, no. She's like, no, that one's garbage. And then she, they, yeah. they keep running and it blows up. She goes, garbage will be fine, like or garbage yeah. will do. And it's the yeah. Falcon. You're like, oh, gosh, that's hilarious. So Yeah, no, it's great. Um, and this movie, like, it does a good job of setting up mysteries. It, I mean, just in general, like, regardless of, like, you know, like where those mysteries ended up leading us in the later movies. I think it, it uh, did, you know, a good job of building that intrigue to like say, okay, so what exactly is that about? Because I mean, I remember like how many theory videos and speculations. Oh gosh. Yeah. 
People are making like, a living off of it, honestly, like on yeah, YouTube. Like, yeah, just based on like what Ray saw in those in that vision, basically. Yeah. Like it it was like the talk of the town for like oh, yeah. for like years on end here. Um and I don't even who he is, like Yeah. And so uh the and it, here's the thing, the lightsaber duel in this movie, <laughs> it's serviceable. It's yeah, it's pretty it's good. Not, not bad. I mean it's it's uh it's it's not great, but it's not bad either. But I, one of the things I really do like about it is the setting. I think like just having like a lightsaber duel, like in the snow, in the woods at yeah. night, I think is just a really cool setting to do it. I just wish they, you know, had a little bit more like a uh, creative uh, choreography or better like prequel uh, choreography or something like that. But I guess you can't have everything. No. Nah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, I like this movie a lot. I I thought the casting was outstanding. Yeah, uh, great comedy this movie, especially with uh, Finn and Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first scene with Poe and Kylo is hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. It was refreshing for a series who didn't really touch on that kind of humor, especially in the prequels. Like they had kind of more cheesy humor. Yeah, um, or just or just like humor where it's just like it's very hit or miss. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of kind of like the really like kind of Han's humor in the original trilogy. Yeah, uh, where it was kind of subtle and kind of smarmy a little bit. But uh, as much yeah. as I don't like the recycled stuff in this movie, it works and they do it well. Yeah. Um, you know, like kind of like you were saying, like capture that feeling of the OG movies, uh, the Millennium Falcon reveal, just little Easter eggs they had here and there. Um, I love the fact that they set up the mysteries the way they did. Uh, I just am. It sucks knowing that they don't. None of it pays off. Like they don't explain the dream, really, right? Like I mean, I mean, like they they do for the most part. Like with the rise of Skywalker, kind of like, though. At least that last part. But I mean, but it you know they but they have like a. It's kind of weird because they're they're shoveling in like you know the past events that happened and like you know what we didn't get to see on screen in the movies leading up to this movie like you right. know with uh with the knights of ren killing the jedi order and all that but but then you know you get to like the stuff with like yeah the the future stuff where like she sees like kylo in the woods with the lightsaber and all that yeah yeah um yeah so it's just kind of a shame that, that that didn't get really paid off but i mean for this movie itself amazing job uh set up a lot of it 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 made the fandom want so much more from the Star Wars series, meaning more movies. Uh, so many people were like, what does this mean? What does that mean? How is this going to happen? You know, like that's what a good yeah. movie does. And so yeah. uh, they did it super well. Yeah, no, for sure. So how about what we didn't like? Well, my biggest problem with this movie uh, stems from Starkiller Base. Now, I know that they use, they recycle quite a bit. In this movie, you know, we're talking like, you know, uh, you know, like desert planet orphan, yeah, you know, droid with like a secret with like a MacGuffin inside of it type mm-hmm. thing, and both both uh, both the good guys and the bad guys are after it, and yada yada yada. I mean, but I think the thing that really kind of made me that kind of put a crack in the nostalgia gra- glasses for me is the Star Killer base because it's like okay, do we really need a new Death Star? Because like the whole idea of the Death Star was already getting old by the time of the Return return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
And it's like, you know what? We'll double down on it and we'll try to explain it like differently. Like say, oh, well, this is like a bigger Death Star and it can destroy five planets at once here. It's just like, right. that still doesn't, that still doesn't like make it any less of a freaking Death Star here. You yeah. Know? It's just, it's still the same thing. It still does the same thing. You're just, it's just a newer model here. And I think it's just, I think, you know, it's just a plot device that is just very old and like outdone at this point where it's just mm-hmm. like, I, I, le- I legitimately don't want to see a Death Star in a new Star Wars movie or even like anything like a Death Star in the, any new Star Wars movies just because it's kind of played out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, the, and speaking of the, the new Death Star <laughs> or like what it does, it really destroys like the new Republic that in this movie, like super easy. Like we don't get any idea of like, what their role is or like how things have changed now that the empire is gone, especially yeah, after the, especially after the prequels on like how much they talk about like the political process and like how the political importance of the Republic. And then, you know, and now we have no idea like, okay, what did they do? Did they like, how, how were things different? Like the, yeah. like what, what exactly is their relationship uh, with the first order and the resistance with, all this going on at the same time, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. They don't, they don't really talk about it at all, which is kind of, uh, you know, makes them blowing up those planets a little kind of underwhelming. No, but, it's very under, it's very underwhelming here. It does not give like any of the same impact of like, you know, what they did like in a new hope when like, you know, they blew up Alderaan here. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and the Raftar scene and the Raftars in general, they're just meh. I mean, they're, I don't, I don't hate them, but I don't love them either. And I think they're just, I don't know. They kind of have too much time on screen for my opinion. Um, and then, uh, Kylo, I don't think he should have lost that fight. I know they tried to write it to where like, Oh, he was injured. That's the reason why he lost the fight. But even then it's kind of like, I feel like he still was composed enough to, uh, to like, you know, actually handle himself between like two people who had no idea what they were doing in that situation. Yeah. And, and speaking on that, you know, they just, the way they end that fight is just straight up lazy writing. They legitimately have a perfect Canyon formed between Ray and Kylo. And that's, that's how the fight uh, ends here. It's like (laughs) Kylo doesn't like, you know, make one last ditch effort to force jump to the other side or something like that. It's like, nah, like the planet's just going to throw you a bone, man. Yeah. No, I so, agree. It's kind of lazy. Yeah. That part. Uh, and you know, the setup for like the Ray and Finn romance, like, you know, they, they, they definitely set that up in this yeah. movie legitimately goes nowhere. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're just kind of wasting everybody's time, you know, looking back on it here. It's like, okay, well, whatever. And then, I don't, I don't like that Frey or sorry, my bad. Uh, Ray has the Falcon now. I just feel like I just, I just, it just doesn't feel right. No, I agree with you on that. It's kind of interesting. Well, and I don't even know if it's hers. It's more Chewie's. I feel like, but yeah, uh, but I mean, she, she's the one that's primarily using it and like right. doing things with it here. I mean, right. yeah. No, I feel you on that. Um, for me, what I didn't like, I think, is kind of a lot of what you said. Recycled storytelling and settings. Um, mm-hmm. Scavenger on a desert planet. Call to action. Desert planet. Ice planet. 
uh, Star mm-hmm. Killer base, which is a giant Death Star. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the jailbreak scene uh, from A New Hope, kind of similar to when Finn uh, busts Poe out. You know, there's a lot of recycled material, but they do it in a, di- in a different way to make it make it feel newer, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of things is like the old guy at the beginning, Santeca. I just don't... He should have been someone we cared about. Like someone yeah. from... I don't know the original movies that you know is now helping out again in a different way the the resistance and I just didn't care that he died you know if it was someone else I was like oh okay that's where his arc goes okay sounds good yeah um, but I mean but but if uh if it was somebody like important from like the original movie and they killed him off like within the first five minutes that probably would like be overshadowing like uh, what's going on in the movie. And well, stuck, no, you stuck thinking about that. You can make it like someone who is more of a background character, like Wedge and Tilly's like one of the other pilots that befriends yeah. Luke. Like you could have made it someone like him, you know, like an old guy. He's older now. He's not a pilot yeah. anymore. Hey, yeah, I found I guess, this. Like, yeah, I guess you could have here. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Me personally, I think like if they did like an older character, even if it was a background character, I I would have probably found that kind of distracting as opposed to like, you know, paying attention to like what exactly was going on right then and right there. Right. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so other thing, Kylo Ren is basically trying to be like Vader. Like I, I get it. It's, he's a family, you know, it's obviously his grandson. Uh, Mm -hmm. he's not exactly like Vader. He's trying to be like Vader. Um, and so, uh, the only other thing I didn't really like is the huge missed opportunity with having the guys from the raid in the movie and do nothing. Yeah, no, that so, was a that was a very missed opportunity. For those of you who don't know, the raid redemption is an awesome martial arts movie from Indonesia. Um, and uh, the two characters from one of the gangs, the uh, ones that didn't have like the face masks on, basically, uh, yeah. those guys are like extremely good martial artists mm-hmm. and. Uh, they didn't really use them at all. It was just weird. I was like, especially when we heard rumors of this, we're like, hey, these guys are going to be in the raid. They're going to be in the new Star Wars. I was like, what? Like, okay, we're going to get some dope lightsaber action or something. Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Maybe they're students of Luke's or maybe, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And they just turned out to be like a role that no one cared about. Or or like they could have like been like Knights of Ren and we could have actually got some sweet Knights of Ren action. Yes, that would have been dope. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Aside from it. that, there wasn't a whole lot that I didn't like in this movie. So, no, I mean, I like a lot of the a lot of the criticisms I have in this movie. They're not like you know huge or like criticisms with like a lot of weight to them. Right. Yep. Totally. Um, yeah. So let's uh let's just talk about kind of some other things. Maybe favorite. Uh, lines in the movie or scenes or just cool things that or things that you thought were cool uh, sure. in uh, in this movie, The Force Awakens. Yeah, just like other commentary or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so one thing I found interesting, just given the context of uh, the Last Jedi, is there's a map to Luke Skywalker. Like, I that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, no. just because Luke is trying not to be found and. And so, like, if somebody, like, and let's say even, like, uh, Luke didn't create that map, right? Let's say it's, like, somebody found out where he was. It would have just been so much easier just to say, hey, 
he's on such and such planet. He's at these coordinates instead of like making this big treasure hunt uh, or scavenger hunt thing here type deal. But, you know, but you can't fault it that much for it just because they, JJ legitimately probably didn't know what Ryan Johnson was planning when, uh, when he made this movie. So, you know. I mean, you see that in the first scene of the return of the, or uh, not, uh, the, the last Jedi, last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, stormtroopers are able to actually shoot people now. They can like, shoot people. Yeah, we figured they, that they out. Yeah, yeah, no, that they. And then uh, Jakku is basically. You might as well call that planet nostalgia because yeah. you got st- star destroyers and ATATs and X wings just all buried in the sand, and everybody's mm-hmm. just collecting parts and all that for their uh, Star Wars treasure trove at home. I mean, yep. yeah, um, and you know. In this movie, I uh, just really capitalizes on how much potential Snoke actually had. A you lot. know, he had a lot of potential, and they legitimately just did nothing with it here, and it's it's really a shame. But mm-hmm. uh, and then another thing, so Ray goes down to the basement of Maz's uh, cantina, mm-hmm. and you know the lightsaber's calling out to her. So Maz has like all these treasures and, you know, has like the Star Wars uh, memorabilia uh, set up here going on. I mean, I'll bet yeah. you anything. She's probably got Luke's uh, severed hand from Empire Strikes Back down there in like a glass jar that's in preservative uh, fluid or something. But mm-hmm. uh, but she just leaves that door unlocked. Like Ray, yeah, Ray doesn't have to break in. It just she just opens the door and it's just. Okay, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, one of the things that has always kind of bothered me about these new movies is how does somebody as young as General Hux become general? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I get that you're trying to like, you know, usher in a younger and a newer cast, but it's like, you know, I would figure like, okay, somebody that actually has had like a decent amount of military experience or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, would actually be a military leader here. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. And so biggest question of the day, why didn't C3PO just stay on Endor after return of the Jedi? That guy had it made. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he was more or less Leia's. So yeah. You know, I mean, staying he in the had family. It, he had it made. Here, yeah, he was man. a god like, among god. teddy bears. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, he could, I mean, he, he could just be like just hanging out, just you know, getting like all the best uh, stuff that planet has to offer. I mean, yeah, like have this dope tree house that he get, gets to be uh, in by himself and all that, and he'd have the respect of everybody. He would never be disrespected again, right? So agreed. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. had to be in the movie. He had to. Uh, he, he did. I, I understand from like, yeah. yeah, the nostalgia and story writing thing, but you know, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Phasma is just the new Boba Fett. Just this character that. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, has a, you know, kind of built up and kind of hyped up and literally goes Nothing. out like a chump. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the rebels. So one thing watching this movie, I realized is, do they just are they just incapable of like making a ship with like more firepower than an X-wing? Because like when, 
when they're attacking like that one part of the star killer base mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, with the X wings and it's they're uh, they're not doing any damage whatsoever. And they literally have to rely on Han and Chewie planting bombs inside of it and blow, blowing a hole inside of it in order for it to like, uh, you know, open up here. Yeah. It's like, okay, do you have anything better? Like, do you have like, do you have like a better, like a stronger ship of some sorts that could actually like puncture that, that hole? Because I feel like 30 years would be plenty of time to come up with something here. You know, you would think, I think part of it for them is probably budgetary, but I don't know. Like as far as like the resistance, not having a lot of money. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, and then, Chewie's crossbow has very inconsistent firepower. Like yes, it does. Like he's like blowing like guys like and debris up like just with like one shot and everything like that. And then, uh, and then but like when he decides to shoot his nephew, it's just like oh, it's just just a flesh wound here. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I do like how they ended this movie. I just feel like they just really did not capitalize on. Uh, the ending with the next one. Totally. Yeah. That's probably our, my biggest hang up too. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, um, well, there's a lot of cool shots like we were saying earlier, especially on Jakku, getting the sun, all that stuff. Uh, I like the mention of a clone army. Uh, Kylo mentions that they should have used a clone army to Hux instead of these stormtroopers that he, uh, I think he was probably the one that, that uh, started kind of this new, system of how they were getting stormtroopers because in the original series i think it was just recruits like they were they were getting recruits like it was a military and then uh obviously there were clones in the prequels and now it seems like they're taking a jedi approach and taking babies from families yeah essentially training them from birth to be killing machines right um so they've kind of adopted that and then because they were unsuccessful, Kylo mentions it. Well, I should have just bought a Hux or bought a clone army. Yeah, you know, I thought that was kind of a cool callback. Um, no, most of it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my biggest thing is like Ray having all the knowledge she does just from living on a desert planet. Yeah, uh, I don't know how that's possible. I mean, obviously it, it serves the movie, but I'm like, how does yeah. she know how to fly? How does she know so much about uh, yeah. running a ship? Like, uh. Uh, to me it was just kind of weird um yeah no ray definitely has a bad case of like chosen one syndrome in this movie where she's yeah. just she just like, is good at everything she yeah she's just allowed like a lot of uh a lot of like you know agency and power for somebody who legitimately doesn't have or shouldn't have like that level of it at that point in time right yeah um i, I like uh the the kylo temper tantrum uh, mm-hmm. where uh, he has the temper tantrum in the, the office there, and he's like, anything else? Yeah. And then he's like, nope. Like, uh, he got his little fit out, and he's business as usual. Um, yeah. Um, I like, you know, obviously Han has to say, I've got a bad feeling about this. That's in every Star Wars movie. Someone says it. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the reveal as Kylo as a solo um, before we even figure out who his mom is. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of weird that how they kind of revealed that because it was kind of casual how they did that here, you know. 
Yeah, with Snoke being like your father, Han Solo, yeah. and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, all that. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing that in the theater. I'm like, wait, what? They just they just dropped that just on us just like that. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Didn't you go? The, did you go to the bathroom or something during that time when we were watching no, it? No, 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 no. Okay, no, I thought no. some. I thought someone in like our group left and like like all right, I'm gonna go now because I don't think anything's gonna happen. And then when they're like, what happened? And we're like, uh, Kylo Ren's. Han Solo's son, and they're like, no, 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 no. We're like, yeah, no, yeah, seriously, he is. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, see I me. I mean, it makes sense. Or, yeah. yeah, um, I love all the throwbacks and the Easter eggs, like the the chess game. Yeah, uh, and then like the orb that Luke uses in his lightsaber training that are on the Falcon. Oh yeah, the remote. Yeah, and then the cantina scene at Maz's little uh, watering hole or whatever you want to call it. Definitely yeah. reminds me of the cantina on uh, Tatooine, but also Jabba's palace a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And then uh, the Vader mask to me still doesn't make any sense. So um, what, what what exactly do you mean by that? So just the fact it's in the movie. Mm. Like, obviously, that's our reveal that Leia is his mom. Yeah. Um, but to me, I'm like, okay. Like, they still didn't, they, there's not, like, he's he's psychotic is what it comes down to. Like right. he's talking to an inanimate object. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I thought maybe if they explained like, oh, well, uh, part of Vader's essence lives like in this mask. Like he's feeding, like there's a force kind of surrounding it that Kylo can feed off of. Like if they explained anything about it, I think I would have been okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously it's a piece of Sith uh, history. And so it makes sense for someone like Kylo Ren to have it. But I just yeah. thought it was a little odd in that sense. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from in terms of like, yes, Leia ha- hasn't been revealed as the mother, but I think like, I don't know, at least for me, when I heard like, oh, this is Han Solo's son, I'm like, okay, well, Leia's got to be, Leia has to be the mom. The yeah, mom you would here. you would think so, obviously, since he's a force sensitive. I, I mean, it, it would be like, it would be a crazy twist if, uh, if you found out that like, Oh yeah, no, that's actually Han's uh, second wife's son here, or right. something like that, or something along those lines. But yeah, yeah. So to me, they still haven't fully explained the vision scene. Uh, so I, wh- I like the vision scene. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish it would have been explained so, better. So, what parts of the vision scene are you talking about specifically? Are you talking well, about? Well, I don't remember. Maybe I just, I just is my memory because I don't have a great one. But like. When they're killing all those people, that's not at the Jedi Temple, is it? Oh, you mean like the Knights of Ren? Yeah, like we never get payoff for that scene. I mean, I think it is. I don't know if it's like, you know, the Jedi Temple, like after, uh, like right after, you know, uh, Luke confronts Kylo Ren and they have that whole scene that plays out in uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Because, I mean. Well, it can't be then. It can't be. No. So I'm, I'm assuming that this is just. Just a, uh, just a vision of them killing people. Well, right, just like hunting yeah. down like the the rest of the Jedi Order that was uh, there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know. I just I just feel like it could have been better, and they could have had a little bit more payoff with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then the the New Republic thing we talked about it earlier. Just like I don't even know what that is. Like it gets yeah. kind of confusing when I first watched it. I remember, and now there's no more Senate. They don't have to deal with it. Is what Hux was saying. Yeah. And now they're just a regime. Basically, they're the First Order. Which is very reminiscent of like a, a Nazi Germany kind of regime where 
Yeah. Uh, they kind of just overthrew the government basically and, and were the government. And yeah, well, I mean, I mean, essentially they, they, they are what the empire was in the original trilogy for the most yeah. part here. And yeah, very, very Nazi inspired, uh, type of, uh, you know, symbolism, especially in this movie when he's giving the, uh, giving the speech about the star killer base and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I love kind of some of the action scenes with Han. He has like some sweet no look shots. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I like the reveal, obviously at Maz's container where Poe's not dead. Yeah. Now, uh, I wish he was in the movie more, but, uh, I love that kind of scene where, uh, he's actually not dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one of the force abilities, and we talked about force freeze, uh, Kylo runs like a fair hypnotist. Uh, he can put people to sleep with a touch of, uh, just his finger to their forehead. Yeah. Um, he put Ren to sleep somehow. I don't know how, but Are he you, did. Ray. Or Ray, sorry, Ray. Yeah. 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 Ray to sleep, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so we're just doing that, huh?" Yeah. Uh, and then the face reveal for Kylo was just disappointing. I was yeah, like, no, "Why I, did you even take it off? Like, who cares? Like, leave it on." No, I remember like uh, I was sitting next to Seabrecht, uh when we were watching this movie, and didn't he just mo- start laughing? Well, the moment the moment that that uh, he takes off the mask and you see uh, Adam Driver's face because I I had no idea who Adam Driver was uh, beforehand. I had no idea what he looked like. Mm-hmm. I just remember leaning over to Seabrecht and saying, soft. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we, we were well, both laughing at that. Dude. Well, he definitely doesn't look like a villain. That's even what my wife said. She's like, he just doesn't look like a villain. And I'm like, no, no he- I think that that's part of it too, though, is that you're trying to humanize him. Well, and also he doesn't even look like what I would imagine like Han Solo kid. Uh, no. kid to look like no. you know yeah totally um ray's got them midichlorians she must have a really high midichlorian count i mean you know as as established by rise of skywalker she is a palpatine so I, it, it makes sense i guess here yeah I, mean, I, I just don't like how she just figures out all those force things and can just do it right away i still don't like it you i know? mean yeah, it doesn't make I mean, it literally doesn't make any sense I mean, yeah, no, it's well to be as good as she is here because I remember like somebody trying to justify uh, her learning the Jedi mind trick uh, for the stormtrooper, and uh, they were trying to you know say, oh yeah, that was because Kylo was trying to like you know probe her mind for information, and that's kind of how she how she learned it. Right. But it's like. No, that's like a totally different technique. And, yeah. you know, just because you know you're somewhat, you have like some type of aptitude with like, you know, the mental part of like using a force power or like, you know, being able to resist it doesn't mean like, oh, yeah, like this uh, one thing that I have never seen before. I'm just uh, going to do it now. I'm just yeah. going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to wing it. I mean, granted, yeah, it's a callback and all that, but, you know, no. Yeah, I just honestly just don't like how she figures that stuff out. And then like when she starts kind of meditating pre-battle with or at the end of the battle with uh, Kylo the force, yeah, with Kylo Ren, yeah, the fight. I was just like, okay. Yeah, uh, well, especially considering how like, you know, you look at like, okay, at the end of uh, or like, you know, at Rise of Skywalker where Rey is, she has, she's on the same level as Kylo Ren in terms of like, you know, getting the training and all that here. Mm-hmm. and blah 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 and so they're so they're both like you know trained equally but yet they're at the same level but in this movie the implication seems to be like even with kylo's training ray has like more power than kylo or something like that right yeah. But, yeah 
that doesn't make yeah. sense. No. Um, it talks about a lot of uh, stuff like uh, relationship stuff with Finn and Ray. Like Finn's just wanting Ray basically. And, uh, you know, RIP Han, you're, you're never forgotten, always in our hearts. Always, um, yeah. And like just like the shot, like just different inconsistencies, like the sh- like the bowcaster you were talking about, Chewie's bowcaster would have definitely killed Kylo Ren. Yeah, uh, with what it was doing, uh, the traitor scene, I thought that was dope. It was really cool to showcase, you know, Finn's ability, his aptitude to for actual combat. Yeah, um, he's using a lightsaber. He's not fo- well. He is force sensitive, but he's not a force user yet. Yeah, um, and he kind of. You know, I, I mean, I get it. He was really, he was pretty badly injured, like Kylo Ren was in the fight. So I get why he wasn't at his top. And right. he was probably like really uh, underthinking the battle, thinking it was going to be a lot easier than it was. So I think that was kind of hubris in his sense of going, like, these guys aren't trained. Like, I'm more powerful than they know. Yeah. Uh, just typical arrogance from a Sith. Yeah. I think is what kind of brought him down. Uh, really cool scene. Uh, the lightsaber z- scene where it zooms past him and hits Ray. I remember people getting crazy with that scene. It was super cool. Yeah, it's a very uh, Excalibur type of uh, scenario yeah. where, like, you know, the weapon choose chose you, and it definitely kind of goes. I think uh, it has like the payoff with uh, you know Rise of Skywalker, like how you know Ray adopts the Skywalker name and like you know the Skywalker legacy essentially. Uh, which you know that saber is part of the Skywalker uh, legacy, you know, goes to Ray and not Kylo. Here, I think is kind of definitely you know foreshadowing that whole uh, aspect. Yeah, totally. And my thoughts again were, how did she do that? What's her midichlorian count? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, they could have at least like had something like saying like, oh, you ha- like you're able to like you know you're kind of like almost like a copycat type of uh, situation where like, you know, if uh, you know, ability is used on you, you are able to like learn it or like, you know, feel it on them. Kind of like almost like a Sharingan, like from Naruto type situation or whatnot. But right. Yeah. But, but no, they, they offer no explanation whatsoever. And I mean, and that's kind of one of the things about like, you know, when you have like something supernatural, like the force in like, you know, a movie or any type of media, it's like, you can get away with like a lot of like, uh, you know, not having to explain things or like, you know, uh, or, you know, just, uh, you know, really like not have like really in depth writing on why something happens when you have something like this. Totally. Um, yeah, I don't think Kyle should have lost that battle personally. I think it should have just been like, uh, you know, just that divide happens basically like he doesn't get chopped up and beat. Yeah. Like he did. Like it would have been, I think it would have honestly would have been better if like that breaking apart happened mid battle and they weren't able to finish the fight basically, you know, or like Ray was like basically on the run here. Yeah, exactly. And she would have been the one to lose that fight. Yeah. If, uh, Kylo now, I mean, if, if Ray was like starting to like, you know, turn the tide, but then ended up like, but then Kylo ended up, uh, besting her, like, at the end of it here and all that. And then you had like that divide or whatever, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes, that makes sense, I guess here. But, you know, just for her to like straight up, uh, you know, just like essentially best him in every possible way. And like once as, uh, she, you know, uh, gets in tune with the force here is like, yeah, no, not really believable. Yeah. I I mean, it it doesn't make sense from like, you know, the writing perspective now. Right. 
So another thing I th- I thought was uh, I think they honestly should have ended the movie of Chewie and Ray leaving the resistance to go find mm-hmm. Luke and not even put him in the movie because I was I think it was a bigger letdown seeing him for a couple seconds versus yeah. him not being in the movie at all and be like oh he's going to be in this a big part of the second movie yeah yeah I mean I I get that perspective um I I think I think it would be almost sacrilege to like you know, have a movie where you, you have the main cast come back together and you have Luke not, you know, show up at like anywhere whatsoever. Or like you even, you don't even get to see a scene with him in it or anything like that. I mean, you could have done a little tease, like have him in his, in his hood, like around a fire. I don't know. Like, and like yeah. after they left and just kind of cut to him and then him sent something like someone yeah. was coming and then walk away yeah. or something. And that's it. Like, cause that's pretty much what we got. Like, I mean, no, pretty much. I mean, like pretty much like what you're describing is what we got. Just only just done a little differently here, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked how they, I liked how they ended the movie. I just think that I, I think the big problem is, is like, you know, you go in with like the knowledge of like what happens in less Je- last Jedi in mind here. Totally. And it's just like, they kind of completely just like, you know, derail any potential like you know they had right then and there with that scene and even like i think it i think it was a mistake for them to like pick up like right where they left off right at that scene right then and there here i think right. if they i think if they had like you know some passage of time go by or something like that that would probably would have been better for sure i think it would have been better and it would have had a better flow to it but you know whatever yeah. oh well oh well so all right, well, let's get into our final thoughts here. So, overall. Yeah, uh, for me, awesome movie. I think it's the best in the sequel trilogy. And for me, and my current ranking, probably edges out Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I will definitely agree with you. Uh, best uh, uh, movie in the sequel trilogy. I think this movie is the biggest nostalgia trip in history, bar none. I mean, it's... Probably, it, yeah. Yeah, it... Uh, creates a good foundation uh, that, you know, they had like a really good template for, you know, uh, or like a jumping pad to like, you know, launch other movies off of, but they completely did not capitalize that with uh, either one here. They kind of fumbled out the gate with those. Um, And honestly, like, you know, you know, we're kind of like in this weird uh, nebulous of like, uh, people kind of being wary or like let down by these new star Wars movies. But I think people kind of tend to forget like how much goodwill this movie bought back when it came out. Like, oh, big time. Yeah. People it, were bought back it, into star Wars. It, it, it was the, the, the highest grossing movie globally when it came out here, everybody loved it. Saw it like multiple times here. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought back so much goodwill. You saw so many memes about like how Star Wars is good again type things. Yeah, and all that totally. And, and I mean, you know, but it just took one one movie to like derail that, which we'll talk about next week. But yeah, I mean, right now in terms of ranking, I would have to probably say this is probably tied with La- uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah, I think it's... So for, for me, me... I was going to say... Uh, like as far as the rankings go, because I don't honestly remember yours, but mine was uh, mm-hmm. Empire slash like really closely A New Hope, then yeah. Episode Three, then Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently where I'm sitting. I would probably say it's uh, 
A New Hope, Empire, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and then, uh, and then like you know, four, fourth or fifth spot, you know, they could be pretty much interchangeable. I feel like at this point, it could be Return of the Jedi or Force Awakens. Or, yeah, I think no, I, I think I feel the same I th- way. Yeah, I think I think that, you know they're very they're very close to each other in terms of uh, yeah, uh, on my on my list. So sweet, yeah. Well, that about does it for our uh, Thursday throwback of The Force Awakens. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Check us out on our social medias. Make sure you like that Facebook page. Uh, And uh, have an awesome week. And remember, everyone's a nerd about something.